Welcome to Life Point with your host, Pastor Tom Doherty. Good morning, folks. Lord bless you this great day. Thank you for being a part of this show today. And you know what? We're going to continue on as I talked last week about the importance of the family. The importance of the family as we start 2021 that we really hone in on what God would have us do as a family and as people. So today I'm going to kind of continue that. Today and tomorrow I'm going to kind of talk about the man. Talk about the man in the family. So let's pray and then we'll get rolling. Our Heavenly Father, thank you for this day. Thank you for every listener. Thank you for their lives. And God, may our families come together more than ever before to serve you, to live for you, to walk with you. I give you thanks and praise in Jesus' name. Amen. As I was laying in bed the other night, my wife, about midnight, says, you know, I just was reading a statistic about how people grow up in knowing God and this kind of thing. And I'm going to try to say this correctly because she's always trying to help me with this because I misstated. I don't want to misstate it. Said that uh, kids that become Christians, if they, if a child becomes a Christian before anybody else in their family, then there's seven percent chance that the rest of the family will become Christian. Seven percent. If the mother becomes a Christian before anybody else and is living a Christian life, there's a thirteen percent chance that the family will become Christian. Boy, that's not much of a chance, is it? But if the father is a Christian and leads its family, it says 90% chance that the family will be Christians. Isn't that amazing? The man has a lot of weight, and that's why we need men in leadership. We need men to be men in their households. We need men to be fathers. And sometimes we just uh, we allow the, a lot of people, a lot of single ladies come to church bringing their kids without their husbands. It's a sad state. It's a, We've got to change that. So folks... Let's be praying for your husbands and fathers and dads. Pray that God would get a hold of their hearts so we could see a real, real revival take place in the lives of people. There's a book called out, 50 Reasons to Be a Man. I'm sure you might have heard that book somewhere along the line. I'm sure there is probably more than 50 reasons. But yeah, I wrote down a few today just to share with you. The first one is if someone forgets to invite you to something, he can still be your friend. I think you get what I'm saying. Number two, you can drop by and visit a friend without bringing a little gift. Hallelujah for that one. Number three, one wallet, one pair of shoes, one color all seasons. <laughs> I like that. You know, in my sock drawer, all I have is black socks. I just wear black socks. I have tons of pairs of black socks because black kind of goes with everything. And so that's kind of what I do, you know, and I won't get into the women's side of things because I'm not a woman, but that's that's a man. Number four, if something mechanical doesn't work, you can bash it with a hammer and throw it across the room. Number five, you can do your nails with a pocket knife. Okay, guys, now we feel good about ourselves, right? Isn't it interesting how God created us? We think a lot different than the women. And, uh, of course, they keep us straight. They keep us online. You know, the fathers, though, they look after the interests of their children. I believe that. I believe that fathers care deeply for their child. Uh, I have a, a daughter, and she's 27 years old, but I care deeply for her and her husband. I love them so much. I've had the privilege of having them in my house since May, uh, as their my daughter is is working uh, at her master's, and and uh, they just bought a house. They're going to be moving out. In fact, the time you get this, they have moved out, and the time you hear this, and I'm going to miss them because we've had six, seven months together, uh, and especially during the COVID time, had great times 
together. And my daughter said, Dad, can we meet once a week for dinner, just the four of us? I said, absolutely. Let's do that. I think it's very important. Listen to Paul's letter to the Philippians in chapter 2, verse 3 for 4. Verse 3 and 4, do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. Rather, in humility, value others above yourselves, not looking to your own interest, but each of you to the interests of others. Do you want to see a greater place? You want to see America become greater? Look after the interest of others. When you look back in Acts chapter 2 and you see the great Pentecost and how people came to know Jesus, how each of the families had things in common, they shared with one another, they cared for each other. People, we need to bring that back into our lives. We need to care for each other. We need to go beyond the boundaries of our family to others all around us that are hurting. It seems like we always look at troubling statistics about life and circumstances, but today I have some better statistics for you from the National Institute of Fathering. Listen to this. In the past 25 years, the number of fathers present at their child's birth rose from 27% to 90%. 90% the fathers are present at their child's birth now. That's a great statistic. Let's focus on something positive. This obviously doesn't reflect how they father their children, but at least they are there when they arrive in the world. Now we just need to teach them to always be there throughout their lives. In a survey from the same institute, it said that more than 75% of men say they would trade rapid career advancement for time with their families. That's also nice to hear. 75% of men saying, hey, look, I want to be with my family. I'd rather be with my families than have rapid, rapid advancement on my job. And sometimes you hear just the opposite. I don't have any statistics on, on some things, but that, and I didn't, didn't want to share any negative statistics today, so I shared those things. It's widely known that wives and mothers usually are the people who encourage spirituality and in church, in the home, and that, that's all right. But if we want to see revival in America, if we want to see the divorce rate fall, if we, we need men to step up to the plate and be spiritual leaders that God has called them to be. That's why I shared that statistic at the very beginning. It said 90% of families follow the Father's lead when giving their hearts to the Lord. Man, that's it. We got we to gotta need to work on the fathers, the men. So let's you and I pray for them. Let's pray for, let's pray for right now. Our Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, the Son of God, I come to you. And I ask you to be with every father, God, every father, that they would take seriously the call of God in their lives. They would start attending church. They would start being involved in their families. God, that you would direct them. And this year, we'd see tremendous revival take place because of the power of God working in the live lives of men. Thank you, Lord. I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. It is vital that fathers learn to have fun with their children. You know, happiness is a wonderful feature of life. And many times we get so busy in our lives and our minds that sometimes we leave out the fun element. It's left behind. You know, and I think it's very important that we, we think positive and that we are making positive advancements in having fun as a family. My family, my, we play games together in our household. My daughter really loves to play games. My daughter's a great organizer. I've got to say that. She loves organization. And she always, she's a big planner too. I mean, she has everything planned out to the core. She's going to make a great dietitian, which she'll graduate. She'll be a dietitian next January at this time. And I'm so happy for her. But we have very important instructions from the Word of God to bring up your children with training and instruction. Listen to Ephesians chapter 6, verse 4. 
fathers, do not exasperate your children. Instead, bring them up in the training instruction of the Lord. Exasperate? What's he saying? Do not cause anger. Do not cause hostility. So many times we live in a, in a world that is so full of hostility and, and our children are angry at us. Yes, we have to, to, we have, to have our children toe the line. It's called discipline. Years ago, discipline was, uh, was much more harsh than it is today. I mean, nowadays, if you spank your kids, you almost get in trouble. It's a crazy, crazy time. Forget that proverb scripture, you know, because there nobody's living. If you spare the rod, you spoil the child. And I tell you what, I, I didn't get a lot of spankings growing up, but I certainly got a few. And I remember, I certainly remember the major ones. And they weren't, I said, horrible, but they were, my father was disciplining us and says, you know what, there's a price to be paid. As much as I hate doing this, and he did hate doing that. He did struggle with that. It it was a hard thing, but he only did it. I only a few times do I ever remember getting that. But nowadays, man, you just don't. It seems like you don't dare do anything. Now we have what you call timeout, and I didn't know what timeout was back then, and I never really ever got grounded either. I just paid the consequences and moved on. <laughs> I remember once in fifth grade, I was in a PE class, and and I the the PE teacher brought me into the room, great big guy, six foot five. I remember his name. I'm not even going to say it just in case somebody knows him, but I was in fifth grade. I put it because he's been dead for years, I'm sure. But, but you know, he just said something to me. And I said, yes, man. Yes, ma'am. And I just responded, you know, smart aleck. Yes, ma'am. And he said, what'd you say? I said, oh, yes, man. <laughs> and he said, so he brought me in. I got a SWAT. I mean, and, and it was at the board. And man, I never forget that's that SWAT stung more than most swats and that was you know i guess i learned a lesson of respect you know but you don't again nowadays you don't dare do that i had a fifth grade uh teacher and and she was my favorite teacher of all time her name was mrs henniger it was in caldwell years ago she taught me more about math i became very very good in math and things and she was a phenomenal phenomenal teacher but i remember that she had a a little swat thing too that if somebody did something, you had a choice of writing a page of dictionary or getting a SWAT from her little, well, I can't remember what it was, leather thing. I never got a SWAT from her, but I did write a couple pages of the dictionary because I didn't want to be SWATed. But but she was, to this day, was probably my favorite teacher of all time because I learned so much from her. It really helped change the course of my life from then on because in fourth grade, I spent two years because we had moved from Portland to Caldwell and we hadn't had instruction on how to write cursive where Caldwell had been writing cursive. Portland hadn't learned yet. And so I was the only one in the class that didn't know cursive. So I was behind, didn't get any Fs or anything, but my father went to the school and said, I'd like Tom to stay back a year so he could uh, catch up a little bit. And so I stayed back a little year and of course it helped with sports. And I still graduated 18 because I was young. So I graduated 18, but my fifth grade, my second year fourth, I remember was just mediocre again, but my fifth grade year, I excelled, and I excelled in a lot of that I would attribute to Mrs. Henniger because she was just an awesome, awesome teacher. I'll never forget that. But we need those instructions. We need to be taught. Our teachers at school teach us, our parents teach us, and I think if we would just listen and be obedient, God would have some great things for us. But we need our men to step up to the plate. Well, I'm going to continue this tomorrow. I hope that you'll join me, and I hope your day is filled with the glory of Almighty God. LifePoint is a ministry of the Cloverdale Church of God. If you would like a copy of today's broadcast, 
or would like more information about the church, please call us at 208-362-1700 or write to Cloverdale Church of God, 3755 South Cloverdale Road, Boise, Idaho, 83709. You may also visit us at our website, www.cloverdalechurch.org. Thank you for listening and have a blessed day.